What, 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 what? Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast. We're only one of us an actual father. Yes, sir. Remix this time. Only one of us an actual father. None of us are priests. I'm the actual father, Trey Jose. Right now, I'm only joined by Tyler, Big Irby Erbach. What's up, man? What's up, what's up? Right now, we are missing our usual host, Jimbo. He's busy being a family man because... Uh, apparently he didn't realize it's draft season and this is the most important time of the year right now this weekend coming up for <laughs> us so yeah that's what's happening either way let's get to the formalities get all that out of the way in this t- in this episode today we're doing our Superflex mock draft first ever for our show 12 teams snake draft 17 rounds total uh b- but before we dive into that make sure you follow us on twitter at the ff fathers and whatever podcast platform you're listening on right now, like, subscribe, and please rate us. Give us five stars. If not, don't even rate us. Don't be a hater, man. Give us all that. And um, let's see. We have a little bit of news before uh, we get into this Superflex mock draft. So sometime in the next week on Twitter, if you follow us at the FF Fathers, we'll be posting our individual rankings for uh, you know quarterback, running back, wide receiver, all that good stuff. And it'll be the first time we actually post our official rankings, so you can see how you know how good we are at talking our shit, and if if it lasts throughout the season. And once the season gets in full swing, we do two episodes every week. Uh, on Tuesdays, you'll find episodes from us that cover our waiver wire pickups and help you decide who you want to pick up on your fantasy team. And then on Thursdays, before the game starts, uh, Thursday night and, you know, the games on the weekend, we do our start sits. So, you know, uh, how we feel about who you should start, who you should sit, all that good stuff. Um, I mean, I think I pretty much covered all, all the meat and potatoes. Did I miss anything big, Irby? Uh, no, I don't think I think so. I think we are good to go. Hell yeah. Well, let's dive into our first ever super flex mock draft minus Jimbo, which means, you know, I'm just going to have a fantastic draft either way. Cause I usually do. <laughs> Yeah, all right, so Superflex. Um, we wanted to go to Superflex mock just because it's a very popular format out there right now. Um, and, you know, your draft strategy does vary a little bit when it comes into this. Now, interestingly enough, which I don't think this has ever happened in my entire fantasy career, uh, we randomized the picks before this draft started, and I happen to have the number one overall pick. And I'm not, even in a Superflex league, I'm not big on taking a QB, uh, you know, in the first round, let alone the one overall. And I understand that's kind of the idea, but man, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I can do it. I just don't think I, I can take a quarterback here at one overall. So I think I'm still going to go with the tried and true Jonathan Taylor to begin this. Uh, man, I've been playing with you for a long time now in fantasy football. Definitely the first time you ever had the first pick. <laughs> Very. Yeah. It's, it's definitely never happened for you. Yeah, but if if you were later in the draft, you wouldn't take a quarterback like later in the first round. You know, possibly it depends on how quickly that run goes. Like, so you know, we're going into your pick. You, you got you got pick four here, and only one quarterback was taken. So Josh Allen was taken second overall, and then went Christian McCaffrey. So it kind of depends on how quickly these quarterbacks come off the board. Now, the one downside for me being the number one overall pick out of twelve teams is that I don't pick again for like twenty two picks. Which means you're going to miss out on, well, at least like ten quarterbacks. I assume we're, we're new to the superflex game. That's why we're doing it. Yeah, I but mean, am I right? I mean, you're going to miss out on a good amount of quarterbacks. Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm going to end up having a my number one quarterback probably be a guy that's 
ranked, you know, 10 or 12th overall, but you know, that that's okay. I don't mind taking a risk on then a, a guy as my second quarterback at all. So we'll see what happens. You know, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, but I might just throw a little Hail Mary here and grab a quarterback. I might go with Justin Herbert here. You were pick one. Uh, we randomized it before the draft. I'm pick four. Yeah. So, um, you know, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey were the first three picks. Uh, God, I'm so used to doing regular, like, you know, half PPR <laughs> like said, leagues. That, and, you know, that's why we're doing it. It's a, it's a different, it takes a different strategy. Um, and it, it's tough. Like, like I said, I couldn't ever probably pull a quarterback number one overall. And I understand, Sam, for the, for, if you do do that out there, but I just can't do it myself. I'm just going to dive into it. It's going to be a learning curve for all of us. I'm taking Justin Herbert at the four. All right. I'm doing it. We'll see how my team plays out. Yeah. All right. And then we got a lot of picks coming back before either of us are back on the board here. So, all right, let's run through some of these picks after your pick four. Like I said, we have quite a few guys here. Um, We had Derrick Henry at one five, Mahomes at one six, Austin Eckler one seven. Alvin Kamara going at one eight. Does that surprise you? Him going that early, even though we have the, uh, you know, league, like the legislation stuff that could be hanging over set here, possible suspension. Well, hasn't that been decided though? It, there is not expected to be any kind of, um, you know, penalty or anything coming after him huh. this year. The NFL came out and said that, didn't they? Well, that's what they were thinking. I mean, the NFL didn't, didn't come out and say that they are thinking that his trial might get pushed back till the, after the season, but it's not a for sure thing yet. So it could still end up happening. So I don't know. It's, it's a, for me, I think that'd be a risky pick, especially in the first round. I wouldn't have done it, but I'll be honest in my mind, it seems like any kind of penalty or suspension for him is out of the picture for this season. So right. it's not a horrible pick. I personally wouldn't have done it. I mean, definitely um, around the turn of the second, I, I'd be taking him, but not that early. I mean, he's missing it. You know, at the eighth pick, they're missing out. Um, I guess I'll just take over from here. You said Derrick Henry, Patrick Mahomes, Austin Eckler, then Alvin Kamara at the eighth. Yep. And after that was Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, wide receiver Justin Jefferson, running back Najee Harris. You know, those three running backs, Cook, Mixon, and Harris, I'd rather have over Kamara anyways. Yeah, um, yeah, I would agree. And in, in a super flex, Travis Kelsey still goes pretty high. Right at the turn of the 12, first pick in the second round, Travis Kelsey. Then we got Cooper Cup being drafted the lowest I've seen him be drafted in any mock draft or real draft at all this year. Second pick yeah, of the e- second. Yeah, even in a super flex league, that seems pretty pretty crazy he went that low. Right. And and after that, DeAndre Swift. I'm not a big fan of him. I know you and James are um, entirely too high for me, especially in a super flex league. <laughs> All I get to laugh out of you, yeah. The yeah. Rebuttal. Well, I mean, I mean, honestly, James, James is the biggest one on it. Um, I, I like him, and you know, I think I would rather have him in the middle to end of the second round, not in the beginning of the second or end of the first, like some people are taking him. Well, like, yeah, especially in a super flex league, right? Because right after that, uh, Lamar Jackson's taken, then Kyler Murray, then Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. So um, these are the these are the quarterbacks that you've you've missed out on so far, honestly. Uh, that we've yeah, already talked I know. about. They go by quick, and I don't know. We'll see how this goes. And then Mark Andrews in the second. Holy moly! Uh, I don't know what's happening in this, in this mock draft <laughs> right now. 
Yeah. So, I mean, um, after all those picks are taken, comes back to me towards the end of the second round. Um, I was too busy reading all those names that are coming off. I, I do like Jalen Hurts. Um, do you want to take your second quarterback already, though? I, I personally don't, but I mean, but if I don't take Jalen, I wait a little bit. Um, I mean, you still got this, some good guys. You got Jalen, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Dak. I mean, how do you feel about him? Trey Lance, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. You have a lot of guys that are all worthy of you know finishing the top ten this year. And that brings up a good point because I am completely confident in Derek Carr. If you haven't heard my last episode, don't make <laughs> me don't make me start the rant again. So yeah, um, at this point, I'm probably going to pass on a quarterback and try to get a nice uh, skill position player, either running back or receiver. And there's some interesting guys available. You know, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs. Um, hmm. The best running backs available right now would be like Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette. The running backs seem to be getting thin pretty fast. I'm yeah. tempted to take Aaron Jones. I think I want to go with Devontae Adams. Really? So you are going to bypass the, the running backs, huh? I, I I think I am. There are some running backs I like a little bit later. And since it's uh, super flex, I'm, yeah, I'm going to bank on getting Derek Carr eventually. Uh, hopefully you don't just <laughs> totally fuck me at the turn of this draft here. Cause I'm speaking out loud. Um, but even if I miss out on him, there's other guys I do like. So, yeah. oh man, I also got Saquon right there though. Oh, or Saquon. Don't Saquon. even say it to me. God, <laughs> I'm not sure how long it's going to take for that to get into your head to, on the first try, but we'll get there eventually. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm doing it. I'm I'm taking Saquon Barkley. All right. I'm just going to take him, and I only because we've talked about it plenty of times. There's so many good receivers available later in the draft, so you really got to yeah. get those running backs while they're available. Yeah, for sure. Um, and now, so after your pick of Saquon, there we had Stephon Diggs go at two ten, Jalen Hurts at two eleven. I'm back on the clock at two twelve at the turn, so I got back to back picks here. Um, seeing the way that quarterbacks are going, I definitely want to get a quarterback with one of these picks. Contemplating taking two quarterbacks here um, just to get them out of the way. But like you said, running back starts to get really thin really quickly here, and that's worrisome for me. So I'm thinking I'm going to uh, pick up another running back here as well. Um, when it comes to my quarterback, uh, I'm basically eyeing two guys. I'm looking at Tom Brady or Russell Wilson. Um I mean, Tom Brady just led the league in pass attempts, passing yards last year, bringing back essentially the same team, same offense, same offense coordinator. The only difference is the head coach change, but, you know, Byron Letts, which is the one calling the plays there anyways. Then you have Russell Wilson, who seems to be going into a great situation in Denver with a lot of talent, an offensive-minded head coach, and people are expecting big things from him. But there is a bit of... um of question there because it is a new system for him. So I'm going to go with Brady. I'm going to go away from my guy, Russ, which is kind of crazy. I'm going to go with Brady here at the uh, 212. Blasphemy. You're not trying to <laughs> ride? Let's ride. Man, I can't ride. I'm going <laughs> to. 
<laughs> right right now I'm grounded with a broken wing as a Seahawks fan, all right? Oh yeah, you guys are going down, but that's a whole different we'll cover that in plenty of episodes. <laughs> all right. And so at the turn, I, the first pick of round 3, I'm definitely wanting running back even though Devonte Adams is still sitting there and that's crazy that he's available in the first pick of, in the third round, but I mean, if, when it, by the time it comes back to me again, we're like 20 picks away from that almost, or a little more. And I really worry about getting a, another good running back. Um, and I know I like the depth of receiver every year. It's it's very deep. So I'm going to go with running back here. And I'm going to go with Aaron Jones. Um, I like the offense he plays in. It sounds like he's going to get a lot more work in the passing game. So that is where I'm going is Aaron Jones. Mm, I was contemplating him instead of Saquon. Yeah, it's it's a it's a close call. Well, so so now we're at an interesting point. You know, the first two rounds have happened, and there's only two teams that have drafted that have two quarterbacks already set in their superflex team. And so that means you know the other ten teams are still looking for another quarterback. Yeah, and that, that's why I say like paying attention to your draft board is a really big deal. Um, you know, after Aaron Jones was picked by Big Irby, Devontae Adams went. Um, and then Debo Samuel. So now here I am in the fourth pick in the third round. And I think if I wait too long, I might miss out on my guy, Derek. I'm not oh, quite sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be pretty tough to see Derek Carr coming back to you. But at the same time, yeah, I'm passing on guys that I really, really like, you know, um, Michael Pittman Jr., I'm really high on this year. He's going to be gone by the time that comes back to me. Um, gosh, honestly, I mean, I do like Zeke a lot this year, but I'm also taking you know two running backs that are in very questionable situations, kind of hoping to have bounce back years if I do take Zeke after taking Saquon. Yeah, that's true. At this point, if I do take Derek Carr, I really am reaching. If I'm if I'm going off of the board that Fantasy Pros is offering. You know, he's, he's projected to be pick 60, and I'm pick 28 right now. Mm-hmm. Damn. I mean, I, you have some re- guys, especially at receiver, also that you're now good values. You're getting C.D. Lamb, whose ADP is 24, Tiger Hill's at 26, so they're both dropped a little bit here, um, and both guys that could end up having, you know, very, very good seasons. Yeah, that's a very good point. And Mike Evans, you know, the undeniable top 10 every single year. I'm feeling a little frisky, though. I might take a risk and see if my quarterback, Derek Carr, comes back to me. And I can say this confidently talking to you because I'll be picking again before you in the <laughs> snake draft. Um, God, there's so many guys that I like. I hate picking this early in the rounds. I love being at the turn of the 12. That's the place to be if you're drafting. I'm going to take Tyreek Hill. Just okay. get one solid person at every position so far that I like. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, I've been punting tight end uh, essentially in every draft, unless I can get Mark Andrews in the third. That's really the only thing I'm really targeting, and he already went in the second round. So, yeah, I'm going yeah. with Tyreek. Uh, do you do you want to run through the yeah, I'll, I'll run through these guys. 12, play, yeah. 12 people drafted. <laughs> Yeah, all right. So after the Tyreek Hill bit uh, pick, at 3-5, we had Javante Williams, Nick Chubb, CeeDee Lamb, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Keenan Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Leonard Fournette, A.J. Brown, then Zeke, 
uh, Mike Evans, James Conner, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman Jr., Kyle Pitts, and then DJ Moore. We are now back to Stinky here at the ninth pick of the fourth round, uh, 45 overall. So at this point, I have three teams uh, that just picked. They don't even have a quarterback yet. One's still looking for one more. The other two are pretty set in their first two. I'm getting pretty worried. I'm probably going to have to take Derek Carr at this point in time just because that that, that quarterback run is going to be coming. You really got to pay attention to your draft boards. Yeah, the, what's the run's are already coming. And if, I'll be completely honest, man. If you don't take him, I'm going to. So, <laughs> oh, You bastard. See? That's how good my rant was last week. If you want to listen to my rant on Derek Carr, just tune in to our episode last week. It's near the beginning. It's I've been with you on Derek Carr the entire offseason, so don't act like like I needed your your five-minute rant on Derek Carr last week to, to put me over that line. It's the best segment I've ever done. I'm just saying. I'll just <laughs> pat my own back on that one. Damn. <laughs> golf clap. Uh, yeah, it's not even a golf clap. I'm just cheering and throwing beer everywhere yeah i'm doing it Derek carr i'm doing it in the fourth all right kind of figured all right right after you took Derek carr we had david montgomery and cam Akers go you know i know in the superflex cam Akers is dropping a little bit down to the back of the fourth round but i know his adp really right now is closer to the end of the third or the beginning of the fourth and i know you me and jim are all in the kind of same boat we just don't have a lot of belief in cam Akers being that good of a back this year, do we? No, it's going to be a committee. Hasn't Sean McVay came out and said it that he plans on using at least a two back, you know, front. So, yep. but, but we also know because of Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, it's very possible to have two top 24 running backs in an offense. And that was in the Broncos offense, which is not nearly as explosive as the Rams. So that's true. It, that's the only thing holding me back from like really being down on him, but I've been avoiding him in every draft. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So I'm back up on the clock here. Um, last pick of the fourth round, first pick of the fifth at the turn. Um, as we've seen, there's definitely that run on quarterback. So I'm probably picking my second guy here and then I'm definitely needing to take a receiver. I don't have a receiver on my team yet. Uh, I have, you know, a, a one quarterback and two running backs. So I'm definitely needing a receiver doesn't really matter which order you make these picks in. But I do like that Deontay Johnson is still available here. Um, him and Jalen Waddle are, are actually both guys I really believe in this year. So I um, couldn't go wrong. I'm going to go with Deontay. I think regardless of the quarterback situation in Pittsburgh, he's going to you know get his numbers. I believe in that kind of talent that he has. So I'm definitely going Deontay Johnson here. And then back to that quarterback pick. There's a lot of guys with upside here. Um, you have, you know, Trey Lance, who has a ton of running ability. The whole signing of Jimmy G staying in San Francisco, though, worries me. I think it makes me believe that San Francisco is not as in on Trey Lance this season as we all thought they were. And that that gives me con- some concern. So I'm going to pass on Trey Lance here. You have Matthew Stafford, who we know is going to put up big numbers in the Rams offense. He is dealing with that elbow issue, which could end up, you know, affecting him the entire season. Worries me a little bit, but I mean, he should be fine. Um, but you know, I, nah, man, that's tough. I was really contemplating going down to like a Trevor Lawrence because of the upside he has. 
but I don't know if I can really pass on on Matthew Stafford here, honestly. What well, do you think? In the Superflex League, you're really going to like tank your quarterback position for a guy like Trevor Lawrence and grab him, you know. Um, I honestly don't know the Superflex League's that well. Maybe like four or five rounds later. I don't know how, how much later he would be. Yeah. But he's not highly touted, that's for sure. Oh, actually, I guess it'd be like three, two to three rounds later. Yeah, his ADP is pick 69, so two rounds. So possibly he could make it back by the time that I pick again. If but you not, don't you know, pick him, you're stuck with guys like Jameis Winston, which I honestly personally like, Matt Ryan. I mean, I think there's guys who you know will contribute. Right. But, you know, this is your pick, my man. Yeah, I mean, and I would like to go position player here, but, you know, I think I'm going to take the value of a quarterback um, in a super flex league. I think I'm going to go with Stafford just because that offense, as we know, is going to put up major numbers in Matthew Stafford. Um, he's a tough guy. He'll fight through the, uh, the elbow pain all season if need be. So I'm going to go with Stafford here. Wrong pick, but okay. <laughs> Who would you have taken? <laughs> I, at, at this point, I would have took the risk on like going back and maybe getting like Matt Ryan. Oh, and, and going, uh, like going like going forward, like yeah, and maybe getting like player. another, yeah, exactly. Maybe getting like a running back or a receiver, but it, it's not it's not a horrible pick. I'm mostly mostly messing with you, but that yeah. that elbow thing is it's weird tough. to me. It, yeah, it's tough. And honestly, if I this chose not to go quarterback there, I probably would have gone with Jalen Waddle. Um, but I don't know. I maybe it's just worrisome in the Superflex League that if you don't get those two quarterbacks relatively early, that it's just going to be a, be a tough, tough season for you. Ah, man. It, it, there are some worthy quarterbacks. Like there's always quarterbacks every year. that are kind of undervalued. You know I mean? We still yeah. got two was available, which is kind of a question mark. Kirk cousins, the continuous top 12 finisher still available. Um, Honestly, after that, I guess uh, there really isn't that much available besides Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston. Like I said, um, you know, if you didn't pick those guys, you get guys like Ryan Tannehill, Daniel Jones. You're getting into very m- middle territory. We could yeah. go a little bit later and talk Marcus Mariota, but I'm not going to do it. Oh, boy. I'm right. not going to do well, it. All right. Well, yeah, uh, you go ahead and take Mariota at 5-4. Why don't you, why don't you hear that? <laughs> I already have two <laughs> quarterbacks. Get your third. Uh, all right. So after my pick at five one, uh, we had George Kittle and then Jalen Waddle go. So we do our back here to Trey at the five four spot. And my team right now, just so you know, I was just saying I got Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, my quarterbacks. I have one running back, Saquon Barkley, one wide receiver, Tyreek Hill. Running backs are starting to get thin, but there are guys I'm looking at a little bit later that I'm willing to wait for. Um, I mean, you guys got guys like Rashad Penny, Damian Pierce, who seems to be like the surefire starter right now. Yeah, it's his ADP to me. is skyrocketing too. Oh yeah, it's crazy how it's skyrocketing, especially as we get closer to the season. So if you drafted early in the year and got him in a late round, super value. Uh, yeah. Josh Jacobs is still available. AJ Dillon, who might be part of that kind of the same role we were talking about earlier, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon on the Broncos. They, they might field two top 24 running backs in Green Bay this year. 
but possible. I'm going to take a receiver and, you know, punt, punt the running back a little bit more. And I want to go with Mike Williams. It seems like, I mean, Keenan Allen has to eventually <laughs> seed work to this guy. It, it well, just honestly, has to the happen. Way, the, the, I don't think he has to seed the work to him. Honestly, the way this offense is going, it could just blow up to where you're still going to get your, you know, 90 catches and thousand yards and six touchdowns out of Keenan Allen. But then you can also have Mike Williams doing he's more of the big play guy. So, you know, 75 to 80 catches with over a thousand yards and probably 10 touchdowns. Cause he's more of the, the red zone threat. Right. And you got, you know, you got Justin Herbert back there slinging it. Yep. Austin Eckler being back is a little bit of a threat to me, but with Justin Herbert being back there, I, I might pair my quarterback, Justin Herbert that I drafted in the first round with Mike yeah, Williams. Do, and that, do a that's exactly what I'm doing. There. Yep. Doing that stack. All right. Mike Williams. Boom, boom. Mike Williams. Hey, you know, I mean, we know Jim is all over Mike Williams this offseason so far, so we'll see what's right. I mean, I had him on my team last year, and he was I, he was so great at times and so bad at other times. It was just mind-numbing to try to figure out when to start him, when not to. But, and the dude's got major talent, so hopefully this is the year he puts it all together. Well, that's why, I mean, I've talked about it a million times. I like consistency out of my guys. I want to draft someone who's consistent. That's why I'm iffy about drafting him because consistency is not his game. But, I mean, right. when, when the guy is on and scoring points, he's top five receiver every time he's scoring. Yep. So, all right. Um, after your pick of Mike Williams, we've had quite the run on receivers here. So the 5-5, five, five, we had Cortland Sutton. Then we had Scary Terry, Brandon Cooks, DK Metcalf, and Chris Godwin all go in a row. So we got Kirk Cousins going at 5-10, Travis Etienne at 5-11. Trey Lance finally gets picked up at the very end of the fifth round at pick 12. Going into the sixth round, we have Amon Ross St. Brown, Jerry Judy, Allen Robinson, Dalton Schultz, Darren Waller. I'm surprised he lasts all the way to the middle of the sixth. Matt Ryan at 6-6, six, six, Brees Hall at 6-7. And Hollywood Brown at six eight, and we got Trey back here on the clock at the six oh nine pick. I mean, Trey Lance, he definitely dropped down the board. Like you said, Darren Waller drafted a little bit lower than usual. Brees Hall, I thought he'd be drafted a lot higher. I personally am not sold on that this year. I I have no shares of him in any league. I'm a part of six leagues now. I'm just not interested in that. So I can I can understand the fall for Brees Hall. The breeze fall, you would say. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's also because you we you're still a big believer in Michael Carter. So I I am, uh, but at the same time, ah uh, man, I, I do like Michael Carter, and if he's available, and I can draft him in the later rounds, so kind of the rounds we're getting to right now, which I like to refer to as like the league winning rounds, these middle rounds between six and twelve. This is where you're really yep. going to draft guys that are going to get you a championship. Yep. And you got to really be on point about these guys. And it's so hit or miss with the guys that are like suggested to you at the ADPs and all that. So, I mean, right now, I would like to get a second running back because I got two solid receivers in Tyreek Hill, Mike Williams. My quarterback's already set, Herbert and Carr. I got Saquon Barkley as my only running back. And we're getting down to the point where running backs are getting real thin. Yeah. So... I mean, my choices right now that I'm looking at be Josh Jacobs, A.J. Dillon, Chase Edmonds. 
I could really get wild and take Damian Pierce. Yeah, he is Ooh. still on the board. And, and uh, I mean, right now, the way that his ADP is rising, like, I mean, his shows his ADP is at 112. That's high. It wasn't like 144 a couple weeks ago. But in most drafts I'm seeing now, he's going, you know, no later than the seventh round. So, you know, you could jump on him right now and it shouldn't be. A, I wouldn't think it's a problem at all. I'm tempted to. I've got a little I've got a little inkling. I've been feeling it all year. I like Chase Edmonds. Miami re- re- recently released Sean Michelle, right? Yes. Yes, they did. And I was a little worried about him making an impact. So, yeah, that just sort of solidifies the fact that I'm just going to take uh, Chase Edmonds here and get him as my second running back in, a, in, in an offense that's anticipated to be very run heavy with Mike McDaniels yeah. being the head coach. Obviously, the biggest concern is that uh, McDaniels comes from the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree who, I mean, he loves to use committee backfields. That's the only downside um, that you can really have with Chase Edmonds. But, I mean, and if you look at this this backfield, um, he's clearly the most talented, most well-rounded running back. You still have Raheem Mostert there who is very good when he can be healthy, but he's so rarely healthy um, that, I mean, Edmonds should should do well, and honestly, his ADP is probably pretty low for for where it should be at the moment. His last name is Most Hurt. He is the most hurt. <laughs> We've said it a million times. It's I know just, it's rough. The man. writing's on the wall. Yeah, it's rough. So, all right, after your Chase Edmonds pick, uh, we had Gabriel Davis go and Josh Jacobs, and so back to me here to finish off the sixth, and uh, I'm clearly needing another uh, receiver because I only have one on my roster right now, but I also was just looking at my roster and this is something that a lot of times you forget about. You don't need to pay a ton of attention to it, but I did just notice my two starting running backs, Jonathan Taylor and Aaron Jones do have the same bye week. Mm. So that's a little dicey when you're, you know, you're, two number one running backs are gonna are, are gone the same week. That means I'm going to need to make sure I build some depth at my running back position. So as much as I would love to go receiver receiver here, I'm definitely going to end up taking another running back who does not have a week 14 by um, to, to do that. So luckily one of the guy that I'm getting a lot of shares of um, and most of my drafts and, and in mock drafts is still available. Um, he's one of my top candidates for comeback player of the year. I have JK Dobbins in a lot of, in a lot of, of drafts right now. Um, I like JK Dobbins. I love his, I love his talent. I love that he's on a super run heavy offense. And I don't care that Lamar Jackson is essentially a running back. JK Dobbins is going to get his. And I think that you could see them rely on him even a little bit more this year to take some of that pressure and take some of the hits away from Lamar Jackson. So I'm going to go with JK Dobbins here to end round six. I like that pick. I mean, cause you said you're looking for a week 14 fill in. If he, if anything, that's all he is. By yeah. then, he should be completely healthy. It's anticipated right now he's going to miss the beginning of the season. But by week 14, if the Possibly. cards are I mean, right. He, he might. He could still end up being available week one. We'll, we'll see. I mean, reports are going back and forth a little bit. So, But, yeah, I think his ceiling is so high. Um, I, I, love, I have a lot of faith in J.K. Dobbins. So, um, all right. So back to the receiver pick. Like I said, I only have one receiver on the team right now. So I definitely need to get another guy. So. As my wide receiver, too, I'm definitely 
in some shaky ground just because some of these guys might not necessarily become uh, wide receivers too. So the top guy on the board right now is Darnell Mooney. You have Michael Thomas. Depending on how do you feel about him coming into the season and you know the injury history and whatnot? Rashad Bateman, who, as if you guys listen to us at all, we're all pretty pretty big on. I worry about the offense there, um, but uh, I can't remember if, if you or James said it last week. You guys really convinced me of thinking about like the 140 targets that Hollywood Brown is vacating there. So, I mean, that's those, someone has to catch those balls and Rashad Bateman is the number one guy there now. So, I mean, that's, that's huge. Um, I go a little bit farther down. Some guys that are super consistent. You have Adam Thielen, who seems like he's really healthy in camp this year. Um, I've heard, I'm hearing good things about him in this new offense. And then you have, you know, uh, slot stud and Hunter Renfro, who I've actually drafted in quite a few leagues this year as well. I like Hunter Renfro, and I honestly I want as many shares of this Raiders offense as I can get this year. I just expect it to to really blow up. So got I some good options here. <laughs> I got some good options here. Um, and you know, as much as I would like to go with Darnell Mooney because I think he's super talented. Um, and he's going to be the number one receiver there. I'm going to take the upside of a shot Bateman here. And I know it's a bit of a reach. I'm tra- taking him, you know, probably about a round too early here, but I like the upside and I think he's going to, I think this is his, his breakout season. So I'm going to go with Bateman here. Oh, I see. I convinced you last week, dude, the, it was you that, that brought up the whole the amount of targets that are being vacated. Yes, and the amount of times he's lined up outside in that offense, even though Hollywood Brown was still there. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he, he is very, very, very intriguing this year. I'm really high yeah. on him, also. All right, so after my Bateman pick, we had Amari Cooper, boo, uh, and then Tua <laughs> Tagovailoa um, go at two and three, and we are back to Trey here at pick number four of the seventh round. Can I get a second boo for <laughs> Amari Cooper? Oh, man. Um, Amari Booper. <laughs> yeah, he's hot garbage. So, yeah, it comes back around to me. At this point, my team is generally filled with starters. I don't have a tight end yet. And I still have to There's fill a couple a of flex positions. The there is... Um, I'm really big on drafting only one tight end. The tight ends available, they are intriguing in a way. Uh, It seems to happen this way in a lot of drafts, especially, or I guess apparently also in super flex leagues. Uh, You know, you have Dallas Godair and TJ Hawkinson and Zach Ertz available in the middle rounds. Yeah. Very interesting, guys. I do like Zach Ertz. I do like... Is it Goddard or Go Dare? We we've been saying Go Dare for fucking forever. It's because we like to go there. And we like to go there, even if we're not going to go there and draft it. Yeah, I actually I you think know. it is a, a pronounced uh, Goddard, like the dog from Jimmy Neutron. That's exactly I mean, what I was going to say. Like the dog from Jimmy <laughs> Neutron. I mean, it's pretty great. No matter which way you want to say it, it's a pretty damn good last name. So, uh, you know, props to his parents. Uh, it's a decent name for sure. And, you know, at this point, I, like I said, I like a lot of late receivers and there, there's some decent running backs still available that I would like to shore up my running backs. I have two right now, Saquon Barkley, Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds is kind of a question mark to me. 
AJ Dillon is still available, which is very yeah. enticing to me. Um, and so is Damian Pierce, which I'm just like, God damn. I mean, I would be surprised if Pierce makes it back to you. Um, but who knows? So is you know, uh, so few. There's been so few teams that have taken tight ends, though. You could see a small run on tight ends here as well. And I, and I'm willing to miss out on that tight end run because there's plenty of tight ends I do like later in the draft. So I, right. I already know in my own mind I'm not going to take any tight end uh, within the next probably two or three rounds. Uh, Rashad Penny is still available. I, goddamn, it's draft season and I'm overthinking these mock drafts every single time. I am probably going to just go with, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to do it. You got to take that risk. You got to take the upside. I'm going with Damian Pierce. I can't fault you on that pick. I love me some Damian Pierce. Um, I really liked it more a couple weeks ago when I could get him in like the the 11th and people like who's that and you're like wait and see and uh (laughs) and now i can't do that so that's kind of sad but this could be the greatest thing of the offseason or one of the biggest offseason like busts we've had in recent time the amount of hype for this guy is it's almost unreal to me but they just released marlon mack which sounds dumb but in the fantasy community it's almost a meme at this point i'm sure you shed a tear when marlon mack was cut uh, I'm deep in the fantasy community, man. I'm telling you, people still talk about Marlon Mack. And when he was still on the Texans, they're just like, well, what about Marlon Mack? What about Marlon Mack? Well, he was just released by the Texans. Now, who's he competing with? Like Rex Burkhead? I mean, come on. When is that guy going to finally just seed carries and move the fuck on and go into the booth like every other good slash decent <laughs> white football player? I don't think he's that old yet, but... It's his time. Move on to the booth. Let Damian Pierce take over. <laughs> All right. So after your Damian Pierce pick, we had no run on tight ends, which I was kind of surprised about. But after Damian Pierce, we had Michael Thomas, Antonio Gibson, Elijah Mitchell, Darnell Mooney, Juju Smith-Schuster, Justin Fields, Adam Field, Adam Thielen, I'm sorry, then Trevor Lawrence, DeAndre Hopkins. Eighth round still seems a little high for me for somebody who's for sure missing the first six weeks of the season, but to each their own. Uh, after that, you had Jameis Winston, Elijah Moore, Devontae Smith, Drake London, Ryan Tannehill, Tyler Lockett, Daniel Jones. And now we have Trey back here uh, at pick 809. So, so while I'm analyzing who I'm going to take, are there any of those players drafted after you drafted? That you regret not picking. You know, there's easily um, 16 names. Is there anyone you're like, oh, man, maybe I I wish I would have grabbed them before they were picked before it came back to me? Not really, if I'm being completely honest. Um, I think at this point, like, they're all like, there's a lot of just really good, solid guys in there and some guys that could end up popping. But no one that I'm like heartbroken isn't there. The only one that would come close would be Damian Pierce. Um, but I really want what I didn't expect him to make it back to me anyways. Um, and I really needed another receiver. So, so I had to, to kind of forfeit that pick. Mm. I'm kind of in the same boat you were in last round where, where I would like to get another receiver, but there is God, there's running backs available that I like, but I only have two solid receivers right now. And we have two flex positions. 
So I need to get another receiver. I could get AJ Dillon right now, but I mean, that would put me in a position where I'm starting three running backs on my starting team. And especially in like a happy PR league, I I feel like that puts you in a bad spot. You'd rather have receivers. Um, Especially when you're talking about AJ Dillon, who is more than likely going to not be the pass catching back between him and Aaron Jones. Exactly. That's a great point to kind of drive that home. So that leaves me looking at these receivers right now. And there are guys that I like. Um, there are guys I see that I know will come back to me, I believe, later in the draft. You know, we, we both like Sky Moore a lot. We've been high on him since before the draft even started. We didn't even yeah. know he was going to Kansas City. And he ended yeah. up in a great position. <laughs> it's funny how, like, those kind of rankings change, you know, pre and post draft. Because Sky Moore going to Kansas City could not have been a better fit. Uh, probably the best fit, honestly, that he could have yeah. landed in. Like, we loved him before we did our, our, our pre-draft rankings. And he ended up going to Kansas City where there's really not much competition. It's like, well, holy shit. We loved him already. Now he has one of the best quarterbacks in the league, supposedly. I won't really dive into that. Obviously, a great <laughs> quarterback. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> He's definitely good, but... Anyways, I need another receiver. I'm looking at either Hunter Renfro or Brandon Ayuk. And obviously, I love Hunter Renfro. Huge Raiders fan here. But I also love Brandon Ayuk's potential. I think he might be held back by Trey Lance. And I think along with the same thought process you have, that the Raiders offense is going to be booming. So I'm going to take that risk and take Hunter Renfro. Yeah, and honestly, that's not much of a risk. I mean, he had a great season last year. So... Um, I think that he'll again have another really good season. So I'm not I'm not surprised by that pick at all. I am surprised that after here picked though, AJ Dillon did not get picked up. So his he's falling well behind his ADP at this point. Um I'm up at pick ninety six and his ADP's at seventy nine. So Well you already have Aaron Jones. Year. Are you gonna double it up? No, because uh, I'm I'm still a little worried about my you know, my my uh, bye week situation. If I pick up AJ Dillon, he's also on by in week 14. Cause obviously, you know, him and Aaron Jones are teammates. So that's a concern there. Um, but before I go to my pick after your Hunter Renfro pick, we had Alan Lazard go and then miles Sanders, uh, miles Sanders. That kind of hurts me. That's a guy I was kind of eyeing with one of these two picks. And so I you, go ahead. Uh, so are, are you not worried about his backup? Kenneth Gainwell. I've been seeing on sleeper lately that he's projected to get just under 12 points in the first I, week of the season. I know. Like, they really I, think he's going to have that big of a role. I saw that and I was baffled. I'm like, I'm like, I know. Kenneth Gainwell. Miles Sanders, and Miles Sanders has, has missed time. Um, he uh, practiced yesterday for the first time in like two weeks. But there's, and I just don't understand. I don't know why this coaching staff doesn't like Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders averages for his career over five yards of carry. Like, that's really fucking good. Give him the ball more. I don't understand. It drives me nuts. Um, hold, but, hold on. Are we in week 10 of last season? Because I feel like I'm here. <laughs> he said the same fucking thing last year. It, hey, something's got to be up, man. Something's yeah, got to be up, it. though. I, I, I think they just don't like him. Maybe maybe they, the team just doesn't like him. I don't know, man. So, ah, yeah, whatever. I'll get off of that horse. I feel like like that's that's definitely like me on a hill by myself and I will die on that hill. So I'm OK with it. 
Your hill is right next to my Marcus Mariota hill, so we'll just die <laughs> together. <laughs> we'll just like air high five as the sun goes down. Well, uh, like the fires, like in Lord of the Rings, you know, like just like, <laughs> let, let Gondor know we need help. Right. Just fucking, we're going down. Miles Sanders and Marcus Mariota, take us with us. <laughs> All right. So, uh, with my roster, I'm definitely now that my roster's relatively filled out here. Um, I get to just pick, you know, the best players available that I that I can see. So whether it be running back, receiver, even a tight end, but I don't love taking a tight end here, honestly. Even though there's some pretty good guys available, um, at this point, I man, I don't think I've had this chance to pick him in any league so far this year. Um, I think he's always been like not even close to where I where I would normally draft him. But I'm gonna go with uh, Clyde Edwards Slayer. I mean, I I know ah. he's had some. I know he's had some issues, but man, like if there's going to be a year that uh, that he breaks out, it's got to be this year. Because after this, like if if he doesn't perform, he's probably gone. Um, and I mean, he's got a lot of talent. He's just usually pretty. He's He gets hurt often, but I'm also drafting him now as, you know, my fourth running back. So I'm going to take the upside he has there um, and pick Clyde Edwards Hilaire here. You're not worried about Isaiah Pacheco running like every person on the defending team murdered his family. Maybe a little you, bit, but I mean, it's still it's one of those things. It's like it's really hard to see a rookie come in and overtake him. Um, at worst, I think it's at 50 50 split. I don't think Pacheco or Pacheco comes in and completely, you know, pushes him out the door. Let's be real. Clyde has not really done anything special. No, but he's had maybe four good games. It's. I mean, the the, the the talent's there. I think, and I think, like I said, he's my he's gonna be my fourth running back here. Um, Realistically, that means because of my buy situation, I'm only going to rely on him one week, and the rest of the time, you know, if he ends up having a really good season, then that's just great value for me because I also picked him about twenty picks later than he was projected to go projections though i mean mm. yeah but they're projections for a reason i mean some guys fall off here and there and some guys you know way over overshoot what their project projection was but generally projections are there for a reason because you know they're pretty damn good it's kind of like vegas like when they're setting their lines like they they tend to know what what's going on yeah it's basically like gambling but if i was gambling on clyde i'd put down nothing <laughs> I would pass that table in the casino. <laughs> no, thank you. All right. Oh, no, thank you. All right. So now I'm definitely going to go back to the receiver. Well, um, on my team, I have two wide receivers. So I definitely need to pick up another pass catcher here. A uh, lot of intriguing guys. You have Brandon Ayuk, who we think, you know, he, he started to put some things together at the end of last season. Um, and we'll see how that goes this year. You have Christian Kirk who at this point is interesting. He is the number one receiver on a team that is, should be better this year and has a creative play caller um, with, you know, an up and coming quarterback who he was the number one overall pick just a year ago for a reason. So, you know, you can't write off Trevor Lawrence yet. Um, so that's interesting. And then, you know, go a little bit farther down. If I really want to jump on the sky more train, which if I don't do it now, I probably won't have the chance to when he would come back around and, you know, 20 some odd picks. 
Well, that train makes two stops at uh, Station Jose, so yeah, <laughs> you might you might be yeah. right. So, man, I think at this point, you know, it's we're in the ninth round. Team's filling out nicely. I'm gonna go with my gut here, and I'm gonna take Sky Moore, even though it's you know a little high for for where he probably should be taken, but. You know, this is where sometimes you got to trust your gut when it comes to these. When you have your own, don't like base all your decisions off of someone else's rankings. Like have your own rankings and guys that you really like. And if you have to take a guy a little early because he's the, he, you expect him to, you know, be a boom, then it's not a bad pick because the value is already there in your mind. Oh, yeah, I am with you. This, this is a point in the draft where I, I might be, you know, reaching quote unquote, but. Yeah, we're almost getting into no man's land. You got to take the guys you like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you, these guys in this and these rounds, they are guys that could end up booming. No, I don't think there's a lot of guys that will bust in these rounds, but there could be also guys that just are drafts where they're drafted here because they're not that good and they're going to be, you know, average. Which is which? Kind of what you're expecting a lot of guys here, so you might as well take some guys that have some upside here just to see if they pop. And you know, speaking of that, AJ Dillon still available. That's crazy. It's kind of blowing my mind, and I don't know if this if this mock draft's messing with me. But there are plenty of receivers I do like later on in the draft, so. I already have Tyreek, Mike Williams, and Hunter Renfro. Like I said, I'm punting tight end until the tight end come or until the time comes for the tight ends, mm-hmm. which should which should be here in a couple of rounds. It's gonna but, be pretty I mean, damn quick. I mean, we're going beginning of the ninth, and there's a lot of good tight ends that are now well past their what we thought their ADP would be. So, yeah, yeah, you know, Dallas Godair, Goddard. You know, the Jimmy Neutron tight end, he's still <laughs> available. Um, I, I'm just going to take A.J. Dillon. I'm doing it. it it's crazy. Uh, you know, his ADP in a super flex right now is 59, according to Fantasy Pros. I'm at pick 100. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Like, I'm just, I'm doing it. I have yeah. to do it. I'm going to short my running back room here. I, I Like I said, I like receivers later on in the draft, so I'm just going to do it and wait for them. Whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, obviously, we're going with these picks, but uh, just a little, <laughs> a little preview here. We had our first defense go. Uh, I'm a little shocked by that, So, but we'll get to that here. Um, all right. So after the A.J. Dillon pick, which has insane value, at 9.05, we had Deshaun Watson go. Sean Watson, who's suspended for the first 11 games of the season, is being drafted in the ninth round. Dude, let's pause. Let's just pause for a second, okay? This team <laughs> that drafted Deshaun Watson, they have two quarterbacks. The round before, they drafted Daniel Jones. So their two quarterbacks are Daniel Jones and Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Watson. Whoa. And come on, man. You can't. Wow, that's crazy, actually. Um, I mean, talk about punting a quarterback in the Superflex League. Uh, Punt your money off into a homeless encampment because you're not getting it back. Man, yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) Wow, okay. That's 
I, I know we're playing with comp- like it's simulated the, the, other than us. It's simulated, but like I think that I didn't mean to blow crack. your mind. Sorry, I didn't mean to blow your mind like that. You're baffled. I am. That makes no You're sense. Awestruck. To me. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So after, anyways, after Massage Watson went, uh, we had Robert Woods, Traylon Burks, <laughs> Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson. Into that, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson go back to back as epics nine hundred eight and nine hundred nine. Clearly, no one really knows what's happening there, so they're being picked at the exact same spot. Uh, we had Tony Pollard, then Gary Pickens, and Kadarius Tony rounding out round number nine. George Pickens. Begin- what did I say? You said Gary. That must be Gary. his dad's or grandfather's <laughs> it could, name. It could be. George Pickens. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> going into round 10, we had Cordell Patterson, Rashad Penny, Kareem Hunt, Chase Claypool, Devin Singletary, Chris Olave. Jacoby Myers, and then the Buffalo Bills defense in the tenth round. Okay, man, there's always five. one guy. <laughs> it's the same the team. Guy. They had Daniel Jones, Deshaun Watson, what? then the Bills. What are they doing? Must be part of the algorithm. They're just like we got to have one team of someone who just does who not just doesn't know what the hell shit. they're doing. <laughs> Maybe that's true. All computers like, hey, someone's gonna mess this up, so it's gonna be this guy. That's funny. I- I, I will say, though, guys that got good value at this late in the draft, you know, the turn of the ninth and the tenth round. Um, I, I do like Damian Harris. I know things might be changing in New England, but this is a guy who literally look, look at his stats last year, mm-hmm. scored a touchdown in almost every single game. And I think he did. not only scored oh, yeah, a no. touchdown, scored two and plenty of them. Either one or two touchdowns. It's crazy to me his his ADP is so low, but I'm I'm part of the 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 public. I don't know. We're, we're just swimming with what's being said. The mainstream <laughs> shit. But I mean, he finished what top twelve. The guy was scoring mad touchdowns. wasn't getting that many touch or touches, but getting all the touchdowns. Yeah, like, he had he a lot of touchdowns. Value. Which you can't bank on. We know from year to year, but he was definitely getting all the goal line work. Right. And to counter that, I would say James Conner, all the James Conner believers, you can't bank on guys who are not getting that many yards, but getting touchdowns. But anyways, James, who's not here right now, Jimbo, <laughs> James Conner believer. But yeah, uh, honestly, one person I wish would have felt to me was Rashad Penny at the, you know, at the turn. He got drafted. Yeah. I would have took him again because, like I said, I like receivers later in the draft. But so let's see what's going on here. I think my running backs are fine. I have four now. At this point, I'm stacking receiver. Once we get this late in the draft, I'm stacking receivers. Maybe a a, a running back flyer. We have defense and kicker, which I'm saving for the last two rounds, and my yep. tight end, which should be coming up here in the next few rounds. You know, but not quite yet. I don't think because Dallas Goddard is still available. I'm not willing to take them at this point. I'm willing to take some wide receivers that are available. And as far as receivers, I believe if my computer would cooperate with me here. (laughs) There we go. It might sound wild, but I really, really like Devontae Parker this year. I've been grabbing him in every draft that I can. Mac Jones has a solid floor. 
Their receiving game is not very good. I believe they just released Nikhil Harry, or he just got injured. He, no, he was, traded to the, he was traded to the Bears a couple weeks back. Traded to the Bears, and the Bears trash franchise. I think they're tanking again because they just picked up the contract from the Raiders who released their first-round pick from last year, Alex Leatherwood, who cannot block a goddamn side of a barn. Okay, (laughs) when it comes to pass protection, this guy is literally clueless and the Bears absorbed his entire contract basically from the Raiders. And this guy has no good film. I dare you to show me some good film from Alex Leatherwood. But anyways, I mean, their their wide receiver game is wide open. No one's really talking about the Patriots receivers. I like Devontae Parker. I'm taking him. Okay. Boom. Yeah, I mean, I worry about almost any any receiver in New England because there's no official offensive coordinator. So far in the preseason, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge have been alternating play calling. Um, and that just oh, seems like no. a bad idea. Can I take Parker back? You threw Joe Judge's <laughs> name in and I just like almost barfed. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just one of those things like it's really weird in the preseason games mac jones looks like he's really flustered by it um you know i've seen some frustration from him and during games which is a little concerning and i don't think it's because of the play it's because like there's no consistency there right now and that's definitely a concern um especially for a guy who's going to a second season and is still developing a ton in this league and needs like that consistent voice to tell him what to do and if these two guys aren't on the same page and he's getting different messages, it's going to fuck him up. Ah, he came from the Dolphins before the Dolphins were good. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried. About, I mean, it's still like it's still a new offense. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just weird, man. The whole situation seems weird. I mean, Devontae did have that like what top 15 season during the height of Dolphins garbage. This is yeah, at he the did. same time. Let's be honest. It was like six years ago, but. And we talked about it last year. When he is healthy, Devontae Parker is a weapon. And yeah. he's, a fan, he's a fantasy weapon, too, if he has a, g- a good quarterback that he's on line with. So, I mean, he's had a whole offseason with Mac Jones. I, I think it'll work out. Hopefully. I, I mean, I, I hope so for, for Mac Jones, honestly. Um, it's, it's a little concerning to me, but I hope it works out for him in the long run because he's got, a, like, like you said, he has a, a pretty damn good floor. Um, may not be have the highest upside, but he seems like he's a guy who who could have a bunch of success in this league as long as his system, you know, keeps up with him. I know they ran the ball twice in one game last year. The Patriots they got no, to pass threw, the goddamn mean, yeah, ball. They, they threw the ball twice in one game last. Oh yeah, year. yeah, they threw the ball twice, ran it the rest of the game. Well, I mean, Thank it was also a blizzard. Me. So, uh, I mean, either way. People are down in their passing game. They got to pass the goddamn ball. Who's going to catch it? Yeah. Someone has to. So Devontae Parker is very skilled. No, I'm, he is. I'm, I'm all in on him. He is. I mean, I'm a, and I'm a, I think Jacoby Myers is, is a talented guy as well. And, uh, the kid from Eastern came on really strong at the end of last year too. Um, Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. Kendrick Bourne. Thank you. I could have ah. forgot his name was. Uh, I can't believe yeah, I right. know that. So after the your Devonte Parker pick, we had Garrett Wilson and then Kenneth Walker the third go. So I'm here to round up 
round 10. Um, and yeah, I mean, similar position as was before in terms of taking the best guys available. Now, granted, my roster is still pretty thin at wide receiver. I actually only have three receivers on my team, so that's probably where I'm focusing on here. Um, but at this point, I mean, taking one of these guys at tight end, I don't mind at all. I mean, we're at pick 120. Dallas Godair's ADP is 84. You know, I'm mm, I, I'm picking yeah, him. I was looking at it. I mean, I'm picking him four rounds almost later than he should be going. So um, that's the that's kind of value that I just it's so hard to pass up. So I, I'm going to go with Godair here. Um, it's just too hard. The value is and I, I'm like you normally I'd punt that and I try to get someone like Friar Muth and, you know, a couple of rounds. But I mean, it, it's an absolute steal at that point with with uh, Godair. I swear, in our drafts that we're doing this weekend, me and you are going to be part of, I think, I think <laughs> three of them. Three drafts this weekend, or yeah. the next week or so. We're going to be battling for Firemuth later in the rounds. I already <laughs> it's know good, it. Yeah. There's a few guys that were, yeah, Firemuth, Derek Carr. It's like, it's just seeing who flinches first. Flinch, if you draft Derek Carr, I'm not even flinching. I'm just going to punch you straight up. <laughs> just I'm throwing hands. Start, I, it's not a flinch. I'm just swinging, dude. Swinging. So, all yeah, right. But anyways. So, after after go there, now we're looking at, at another receiver. I need another pass catcher here. Um, and there's a lot of, a lot of uh, guys I'm not sure about at this point. I mean, you're you're banking on a lot of upside here. Man, it's tough. I'm I'm really not sure what where I would go here. Um, at this point, it's flyers. Your your starting team is basically filled out. Yeah, that's true. It is flyers, but I am super thin at, thin at wide receiver, so I'm a little worried. I obviously already took a flyer on Sky Moore, and you want to try to limit how many flyers you are taking. Um, just because if they all do shit, then you have a really shallow and you know not very effective team. So, with that being said, I'm going to go with a guy who's shown that he can play in this league and looks like he's going to be ready by for sure by week four, probably be in there week two or three. And there's not a whole lot of pass catchers on this team in front of him. So, I'm going to go with Michael Gallup. That's a good one. That's you know, it's one. a it's a it's an offense that that's going to do a lot of big things. And like I said, I mean, other than CD Lamb and like Dalton Schultz, there's not a whole lot of guys there. So and I know Jalen Tolber is being hyped up a lot right now um, as a guy who would come in and and play right away in the first couple weeks. But Gallup's been there and done that. So I think uh, he's going to be just fine, especially once he starts to play. All right. So go with you on that. Going back, uh, we got a couple picks between me before we got to your next pick here at 11.04. We have Russell Gage and DJ Shark Jr. going right after. Russell Gage looks like he is very much slotted in that third receiver role in Tampa, seeing that Chris Godwin looks like he will be ready to go week one. And DJ Shark, the new addition to the Detroit Lions, is looking to probably be the receiver two there behind Amon Ross St. Brown. So um, I think they're both decent picks. Um I don't know. Do you think either one of those is going too higher than he probably should be? 
I think they went right where they should. I do like Russell Gage, where he's going. I think he could be very, very productive. But to put that in perspective, I recently tried to trade Russell Gage for KJ Osborne Mm. in uh, a league that I'm a part of. I've yet to hear back. Um, (laughs) PSA, if you're in a fantasy football league and you get a trade request, respond to that shit. Yes. Okay. It's been 11 days. Okay. It's been 11 days. Let me know. <laughs> I want to know. Yeah. No. But anyways, it, that's what you like. You're there to play when you have it. You can't just let it sit there and pend out. Like you can ponder obviously for some time. And if you, if it's intriguing, make a counter offer. If you don't like it at all, then you can, you know, decline it, but like do something. You can't just let it sit there. That's not fair and for that, to the rest of the rest of your league. Really? That's what they've been doing. But, you know, either way, back to the draft. Zach Ertz is still available. I'm looking for a tight end at this point. Um, With how many receivers or running backs I have, I might even draft a second tight end. Who knows? I really like Zach Ertz where he's available at, especially with DeAndre Hawkins being gone for the first six weeks. Uh, Once you're six weeks into the season, if you have Zach Ertz, Hopefully, um, helping you win games for those first six weeks, you should know who the other flyer tight ends are on the in free agency or like waiver wire. Yeah. So you're saying that you like Ertz more than Hawkinson right now, then? I do because he doesn't have the injury history. Okay. And um, it, it sounds wild to say they both have the same amount of weapons, either the Cardinals or the Lions. TJ Hawkinson has a bunch of potential, but Zach Ertz is proven. So I'll go with Zach Ertz. All right. And I'll click it again. There we go. Click it for the second time. (laughs) Zach Ertz. There it is. All right. And then we have a big old line of picks before we get back to you here. So let me run through those real quick. All right. So after your Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz pick. We had James Conner, Naheem Hines, Kenny Galladay, Melvin Gordon, the New Orleans Saints defense, Michael Harbin, Tyler Board, Boyd, and Carson Wentz finishing out round 11. Going into round 12, we had Michael Carter, Rondale Moore, Van Jefferson, James Robinson finally going in the 12th round. Um, that seems like it's a little late. That's a guy with, with some upside, especially if ETN gets hurt. Uh, JD oh, McKissick, yeah. Jarvis Landry, Marquez Valdez Scantling and then Mac Jones and we are back here to Trey at round twelve pick nine. I'll just say James Cook, uh, not James Connor. You said James Connor was drafted <laughs> after Zach Hurts for me. <laughs> yeah, there's like people listening. Like, Whoa, huge dip. He's still available in round eleven, right? But yeah, so I'm back on this at this point. We're taking flyer players. Um, Running back wise, there's really not guys I'm very interested in. I'm probably going to take uh, just receivers at this point. I mean, there are some. Mm, uh, before Brian Robinson got shot in a carjacking, I was interested in that. Now they said, he, sh- not. They said he should be ready for for week five. Uh, I mean, yeah, and he had pushed. That. And he had pushed Antonio Gibson to a kick returner role, apparently. So um, it sounded like I think I don't know what the hell's gone with Antonio Gibson, but apparently 
that dude is not part of this running back rotation right now. At least he's going to be now that Brian Robinson got shot. But I think that's more Antonio Gibson than Brian Robinson. He probably did that to himself. But we talked about it earlier. I like KJ Osborne. I really like his value. Yep. I'm taking KJ Osborne. All right. I can dig that. I mean, should be should be a good player. And like, it sounds like, you know, he's coming from the, the new offensive uh, head coach there. He's coming from the Sean McVay coaching tree. The Rams almost exclusively use three wide receiver sets. I'm sure you're going to see a lot of that in Minnesota this year. So um, KJ Osborne could very well be a worthy flex play week in and week out. Um, depending on how that offense ends up going. Dude, I'm all in on that. And if Adam Thielen gets hurt, we talked about it last year. Every time Adam Thielen missed a game, KJ Osborne stepped in and literally replicated what Adam Thielen was doing stat-wise. So, I mean, this guy, especially if Adam Thielen gets hurt again, who he's been injury-prone the last couple years, could be such a great value at the end of the draft. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, after your KJ Osborne pick, we had TJ Hawkinson finally go at twelve ten, and the Green Bay defense going at twelve eleven. Um, we've Idiot. seen three defenses go now so far. A um, little surprising, but you know sometimes at this point people just think that their roster is good, and you you want to get that defense, I guess. But you know most seasoned players they're going to wait for the defense because you know you're probably going to be switching them out week in and week out anyways. Um, you can absolutely you know, uh, uh, flex that guy or, you know, play the waiver wire game every week with, with defenses and kickers for that matter, if you need be. So kind of surprising that's going, but Hey, it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm back here at the turn at the end of round 12, beginning of round 13. I'm still looking at receivers and pass catchers here. And as we've talked about it so far, you're looking for guys that have a lot of upside. So, there's a couple guys I have my eye on here. Um, the first one who I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Jahan Dotson. I know I already have one uh, rookie wide receiver in Sky Moore, but Jahan Dotson is had a lot of raves coming out of camp. Um, they have nobody else to throw the ball to there outside of Scary Terry. So someone's got to catch that damn ball. Um, so I'm going to go with, with Jahan Dotson <laughs> here. And then after that, this is a guy who I think is being slept on, but he has absolutely taken over the wide receiver three role in this offense. And it's potentially the best offense in the league. So I'm going to take Isaiah McKenzie here as well. Um, like I said, he's overtaken that slot role. Um, even though they brought, they had signed uh, Crowder in the offseason, who is known to be a very, very good slot receiver, but they love Isaiah McKenzie and he's won that, that role. So, in an offense like that, he's going to get his. So I'm going to go with Isaiah McKenzie. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad I have your approval. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's up in the air, right? Very high-powered offense. It could definitely work out for you. Jahan Dotson could also work out for you. I mean, but. You know, Carson Wentz at quarterback. We'll see I know, that sucks. But again, I mean, there's only so many guys that, can, that are catching the balls over there. I mean, like right now, it's Scary Terry and like J.D. McKissick are the only like known pass catchers on this offense. So Jahan Dotson's going to get his, his attempts for sure. I'm with you on that. Honestly, it, it might sound crazy. My pick, I'm at 148 overall. 
I might take another tight end here just to get some trade value because once we get past the, you know, the top five tight ends, it's very iffy and you could definitely get some good players. Um, this year it might be the deepest tight end draft that we had in recent history, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm just going to do it, and I'm going to pull the trigger on Pat Fryermuth, someone that I really like. If I didn't get Zach Ertz, it's someone I was targeting. We talked about him earlier. I like him. And there's really no receivers right now that I'm willing to reach on because I know they'll be available. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's Fryermuth, I think, is going to be really good in this offense. I mean, he was really came on at the end of last season, and I think he's going to end up having another really good year. I think we see him kind of break out and push himself into that uh, – top 10 tight end uh, realm for sure. So after that, uh, this is where we're getting into the real thick of things. Not a lot of, a lot of guys available, um, you know, that, that you, you, you bank on these a lot of just a high upside plays. So after the Friar pick, we had Daryl Henderson, Alexander Madison, Taysom Hill, which is interesting because he's just a quarterback in this league. Like he's supposedly not playing tight end this year. Um, so we'll see how that goes. It's I, I for most place drafts I've seen, he's going undrafted. Um, probably because you again, you don't know where he's playing, so that should be interesting. What happens with him? Uh, Tampa after that, then Julio Jones, who I know is in Tampa right now, but I mean, how much time is he really going to get to play? Yeah, I'm honestly really curious about that. I mean, like, you know, I really don't expect much, I really, really don't. I don't think anyone really should. And I understand like the, you know, he could end up having a high upside thing, but I think we talked about it in an episode re- pretty recently where it's like, he's going to come in and have like one or two games. where are like, Oh, that's the Julio of old. And then you, it's going to entice you to put him into your lineup. And then he's going to just stink it up or he gets hurt or, you know, whatever it may be. So yeah, it, that seems weird, man. Um, After Julio, we had Jamal Williams go which doesn't have a picture, which I think is weird. Uh, then Nico Collins, San Francisco defense. <laughs> and to round 14, we had Romeo Dobbs go. Who, if you listen to this, you know that we all kind of jockey for position to get, um, to, to be able to draft him. Maybe if it's too early sometimes. Uh, after that, Dawson Knox, Mike Kosicki, Davis Mills, Christian Watson. Oh, there's Jamal Williams. What the hell? Who? Hold on. They're both from Detroit. Who's this guy? James. Oh, Jameson Williams was drafted in the 13th. My, my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, why does he have a picture? All right. Uh, James. Yeah. That's interesting because like he's might not end up playing, you know, half the season. If at all, they could bring it back super slowly. So we'll see how that goes. Um. So then Jamal Williams at 1406, Ronald Jones at 1407, which he seems to be super bare in the depth chart. People were wondering if he'd even make the team. And then you had Corey Davis at 1408. So we are back here to Trey at the 1409 pick. And I believe you only got one more spot on your bench open. Is that correct? I have two spots on my bench. Then I'll fill in defense and kicker. Okay. So what I'm going to do is probably take a flyer on either a running back or a receiver and pick up a, another quarterback. I'm sure you know who that's going to be. If you've been listening to this podcast, my defense or my comeback player of the year. <laughs> and, you know, honestly, at this point, like we're that late in the draft. I'm doing I'm taking Marcus Mariota. 
All right. Someone who could really turn out for you. <laughs> According to Trey and only Trey. Only me? <laughs> I'm telling you, I can't wait for this to pan out, dude. I'm going to pull all of these clips. Honestly, man, if it does, I run like, it. If it does, like better, better to you, man. And you can, you can, you know, pie us or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. I saw you a pie, by the way, from from last year. I know we ago. never did that, did we? Yeah, it's gonna happen. Tune in, yeah. people. Yeah. Well, we'll make sure we will film and put it on Twitter. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Anyways, right. let's kind of run through these last picks. It's gonna be defense kicker and filling out. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so we're just thing is that after the Mariota pick, we had Rashad White and then Marvin Jones go. And yeah, you know, we're looking for upside guys here. So there's definitely a couple of guys that I have an interest in. Um, and I th- I can go running back a receiver here. At this point, my receiver room has really kind of picked up um, since I went really run heavy, running back heavy to begin with. Um, and I'm not going to pick up a second tight end. I don't really like anybody else who's available. Um, I don't It's not enough to, to draft right now. So I'm going to go with the upside picks here, and I'm first looking at running back. And um, one guy I've targeted a bunch at the end of drafts is a guy who I think will end up being the number one back in this offense sooner rather than later. And that's Tyler Algier. Um, I know, Trey, you don't love his tape that you've seen so far in the preseason, but I just don't see Cordero Patterson be able to you know, put it together for a full season just like we saw last year. And I think Algier is actually a super talented guy who's going to end up having a decent season. Um, so I'm going to go with, with Algier. And now, like I said, mm. we could be looking at receiver and go with some upside guys there, but I already have a couple of rookie receivers and I'm not really seeing guys that are a little more seasoned and, you know, little guys that I think will be productive. I'm not really looking for other high upside receivers. So, I'm going to go back to the running back position. And there's a couple guys on here that, you know, we brought up Kenneth Gainwell earlier. He's available here as is Khalil Herbert, who we were speaking a little about this bears backfield before we started recording. And there's these rumors that the new coaching staff there isn't sure how David Montgomery is going to fit into their offense. Um, I mean, we, I, we both think Montgomery's a great player. He's a very consistent running back. I find it hard to believe that he gets pushed out of the way by someone like Khalil Herbert, but it could happen. Um, so we'll see see how that goes there. But I'm going to go with another it guy won't. that <laughs> we'll see. Man, I I don't think it will either. I think you know it's still going to be Montgomery's backfield, but who knows? You know, sometimes weird things happen. So I am going to go farther down the list at running back here, and I'm at this point I'm going to take Brian Robinson who seemed like he had the the number one back, you know, all to himself just a few days ago until he got shot and attempted carjacking. Um, but the injuries are not serious. Um, it sounds like they're mostly flesh wounds. They expect him to be ready come week five. And if he comes in week five and maybe takes a week, another week two to get back into game shape and the whole second half of the season, he is their RB one. Then this is might end up being the steal of the draft going through the playoffs. If that dude comes back from being shot, he's going to be the new generation's 50 cent. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, he, he got shot twice in the leg. It's not quite on the same level as, you know, 50 being shot in the face and like one hit his lungs, you know, a little different. Yeah. 
like I said, it's the new generation. They're built a little different. Not exactly <laughs> like us, you know I'm fair, fair enough. All but, right, so yeah, after I, I mean, my Brian Robinson pick then, um, we had Kenneth Gainwell go, who, I, like I said, was someone I did consider, and then Raheem Mostert, who will probably get hurt in week one, and that's going to be a wasted pick. So, Stink, you're back on the clock here. I'm back on the clock. I'm probably going to draft someone who would not be drafted in this league, which is crazy. You know, 12 teams, uh, 17 rounds, which would make that, what, 194 picks or some shit like that. Um, there's no, all these receivers I'm not really interested in. I have faith in Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco really uh, taking over that running back one role eventually in Kansas City. So I'm going to reach for him and take him, fill out my last bench spot, and then I'll fill in defense and kicker. And then we can just run through that shit real quick, hopefully. Let's see who's yeah. going to be in drafted now. Yeah, we went, I mean, I'll run through these last picks real quickly. But like we said, at this point, you're just drafting for some upside guys here. So um, there's Pacheco. Right after Pacheco, we had Khalil Herbert, uh, Wandell Robinson, Zamir White, Gus Edwards. Yeah, Daryl Williams in Arizona, Mark mm-hmm. Ingram, Chuba Hubbard, Dante Foreman, uh, Tyrion Davis Price out of San Francisco, which is interesting. He could end up carving out a role for himself in that backfield. You had Justin Tucker, which I believe is the first kicker off the board, as should be. And he actually went in the 16th round. So no one reached on kickers in this draft, which is, is nice to see. Uh, we had the Denver defense and Samaj P. Ryan, Baker Mayfield, New England defense, the Rams defense, Rex Burkhead, good old Rexy. And then we are back here with Trey's pick at 1609. And at this point, we are only looking at kickers and defense. Is that correct? Yep. God damn it. They took my defense. I've been taking the Patriots for like four years now. <laughs> Such a good defense to take. But I'm really high on um, a couple of defenses this year, uh, especially the Chargers or the Dolphins. Uh, Chargers are available. I know they play in a very high-powered AFC West, but that's only uh, six games a year. Yeah, there are 11 games. It'll be just fine. So I'm taking the LA Chargers defense. Yeah, I mean, they have the potential to finish as, you know, a the number one overall defense in the NFL. And that doesn't always relate to fantasy points. Um, but you also have uh, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa coming off the edge. Sacks equal points. Sacks usually lead to strip sacks or rush throws, which then get picked off by Derwin James in the backfield. So uh, there's a pretty good chance that they are going to be good fantasy and in, you know, real football as well. Well, they had a good defense last year, and Derwin James wasn't even there. He was injured yeah. the whole season. Yeah, he was hurt. One of the so. best defensive backs. And and they also added J.C. Jackson, who I know is going to miss a little bit of time now. He got hurt recently, who's one of the top cover corners in the league. I mean, they got dudes everywhere on this defense, so um, they're going to be good. All right, so to my two picks. we have, I'm sorry, after your pick, we have Mike Davis, Kenny Pickett go. Um, and I got my last two picks there. I got you know kicker and defense to pick up. So I get my choice of either one that's available here. Um, for kicker, I'm going with Tyler Bass out of Buffalo. High-powered offense, should score a bunch of points. Um, easy enough. And then defense, I'm usually a guy that streams defenses. So a lot of times I'm looking at who they're playing week in and week out. But there is a defense I've been drafting a bunch because I expect them to have a major bounce back after 
a ridiculous amount of injuries just tore them apart last year. And that is going to be the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I, I knew it. Them, I knew you were I, saying I expect that. them to, to bounce back. Um, I mean, they're traditionally a very good defense. And last year, like I don't do it. seemed like every week, one of their starters was tearing an ACL. It was insane. Um, there's no way the injury bug hits them again that hard. So Baltimore is a very easy pick for me. Plus, I think who do they play. They play somebody week one. That's not very good. I can't remember who it is. It doesn't really matter. I'm going with the with the Ravens anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to put the schedule up on this website. Um, but coming back to me, all I need is a kicker. And it's pretty straightforward for me. Someone I like a lot. We expect the Raiders offense to be very high powered. And the same reason you drafted the uh, Buffalo Bills kicker. I can't remember his name. Tyler his Bass. Name? Tyler Bass. Same reason I'm going after guys like Daniel Carlson. I expect this offense to be high powered and let's just say things don't work out and their red zone offense on the Raiders isn't as good as it should be. Which historically has been bad the last 10 years. Even if he's not getting extra points, he's getting field goals because he's getting into that range. Daniel Carlson kicker that I love this year. I'm taking him. Yep. Easy. Ooh. And that does the draft. The one thing that's nice about doing mock drafts on Fantasy pros say they grade your draft after the fact. Trey, do you want to throw out what your grade was? <laughs> yeah, so mine was a B plus, eighty nine out of a hundred. I would just say when I won our fantasy champion, our home league championship, like two or three years ago, I was projected to score the lowest amount of points when the league started. Yeah, you gotta be you gotta be confident in your team. A lot of these guys they don't know shit, man. But anyways, I got a B plus, eighty nine out of a hundred. What'd you get? Got a 95, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I got, uh, according to this, if you go into the farther analysis, out of all the the drafts, I had the number one draft, according to their to their guys. Um, they hate my receivers. I'm, I'm really bad at receiver, but they like my starters as the best there is, and my flex is really high as well. So, um, kind of fun. This is always a, I always like to see the, the analysis, because like we never know what it's going to be, but it's kind of fun to see what they think. Um, and it, yeah, I mean, and you had the third place team overall from, from these analysts. So it just shows we're pretty damn good at this. You should listen pretty to decent. us. <laughs> yep. And most of those analysts, they don't know shit, man. I'm telling you, ESPN literally said I was going to finish last in a league that I won the championship in and scored the most points in. Yeah. Now, granted with any of these type of things, they're projecting what's happening based off of their stance right now. When the season happens, you know, the biggest thing that's going to change, like the the guy that that pops that's on the waiver wire, and the guy who gets that dude, is almost always someone who goes deep into the season and deep into the playoffs, possibly the championship game. So you know the draft is not the the winner of any league. It's where your foundation starts. But generally, when you you know your league winners are the guys that are good on the waiver wire and guys that make smart trades. Um, the draft is not your be all end all of having a great team. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's, hopefully your league is willing to make trades. <laughs> yeah. There's that. Some people are very unwilling, but if you're in a league that makes trades, be grateful for it. It's a good thing to be part of. So does that, uh, that pretty much wrap it up for us, man. Yeah. That's our, or, or, or should we run through, uh, run through who your team is real quick. I'll run through who my team is. Okay. If we can still find it. You should be able to, as long as you didn't put the page down. 
I don't know. Did I do it? Okay, <laughs> no. Uh, this is kind of... Yeah, I don't know if I can like re-say it here. Let me go back. There we go. Okay, I'll say my team real quick, and then you can say your team. Okay. All right, so I my quarterbacks are Justin Herbert and Derek Carr. My running backs are Saquon Barkley. God damn it. <laughs> Saquon, Saquon. Barkley. <laughs> AJ Dillon, Chase Edmonds, Damian Pierce, and Isaiah Pacheco. My wide receivers are Tyreek Hill, my, Mike Williams, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Parker, KJ Osborne. My tight end is Zach Ertz. I also have Pat Fryermuth as my backup tight end, hopefully for trade fodder, or maybe if Zach Ertz doesn't work out. My defense is Los Angeles Chargers, and my kicker is Daniel Carlson. Very nice. Where did you find just your roster without seeing the draft board? I just I just hit the back button. Just go back oh. to your draft grade, dude. Very smart. I'm a genius. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Sorry for the delay here. Oh, shit. Still didn't go back for it. I clicked on too many things. Okay, so maybe you won't hear his. No, there it's it really is. Not worth. All right, I got it. Don't. No worries. All right, I got it. It just took me a, a second. You know, technology. I'm old. Uh, so my <laughs> quarterbacks are Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford. I did not pick up a third quarterback. I mean, with when one of those guys are, are on by, then I'll just flex somebody else in there as a, a position player. So I'm okay with having two, just the two uh, quarterbacks. Running backs are Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones. J.K. Dobbins, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and then Tyler Algier and Brian Robinson Jr. At wide receiver, I have Deontay Johnson, Rashad Bateman, Sky Moore, Michael Gallup, Jahan Dotson, Isaiah McKenzie. At tight end, I have Dallas Goder. Um, My defense are the Baltimore Ravens, and my kicker is Tyler Bass. Man, your receivers look very similar to a lot of teams I've been drafting in non-Super Flags leagues. But I, I keep ending up with Deontay Johnson and Rashad Bateman. The the values are just too good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that like, because I mean, we tend to go like to go running back pretty early in mo- depending on, it depends on what you're drafting at. But so I know that we've all kind of end up with a lot of Deontay Johnson, Michael Pittman Jr. guys that we are picking up in like, you know, the third and fourth round. Oh, shit. Even later, I think Rashad Bateman, you can get like the fifth or the sixth. Yeah, yeah, you can, but that's you're usually picking Bateman as your second receiver. I'm talking about that that first receiver, Deontay Johnson, Michael Pittman. If you go running oh. back, running back to begin to, to be in your draft. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Well, yep. That's our uh, that's our super flex mock draft for you. Like I said earlier, you know, stay tuned for like once the season starts every Tuesday morning, we'll have our waiver wire episodes, letting you know who you should be picking up off of the waiver wire, who you should be targeting. And then every Thursday, we'll we'll be releasing our start sit episodes, letting you know who we like and who you should definitely not start that week. You know, pertaining to their opponent or how they're performing. Um, what else here? You know, follow us at the FF Fathers on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, get on there because we are very uh, interactive with people that interact with us, and we like giving advice. And if you haven't already, like, subscribe, and you know, just rate us on whatever platform you're listening to at this exact moment. <laughs> thank you guys Am for I listening. Again? No, I think you got. It. I think I'd say thank you for listening again, and we'll hear talk to you guys next week. All righty.
Bye.